This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, gang, we just did two sound checks, so I think this is going to sound great. My sound check involved just singing the song, Two Beavers Are Better Than One, from (laughs) How I Met Your Mother. Two beavers are better than one. Two beavers are better than one. They're twice the fun. Ask anyone. A second beaver can be... Second to none, two beavers are better than one. Also, you eating a peanut. <laughs> you know what? It's better than two beavers. What? Three beavers. Three beavers. In a fantasy suite. <laughs> These episodes are always a little randy, aren't they? Uh, not this week. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the least sexy arts. That's that uh, truly... Yeah, watermelon and kiwi. We need to get them this as a sponsor. This podcast <laughs> is sponsored by Truly after White Claw repeatedly shot us down. Quit contacting us. They got a restraining um, order against us. Fuck you, White Claw. Yeah. Uh, How Truly... could you not want my gin and clonic? <laughs> it was such a good idea. Man, that was like the beginning of the quarantine when I oh, developed God. the gin and clonic. Yeah. It seems like so long ago now. It seems like the gin and clonic has always been with us. Kiss today goodbye. <laughs> the sweetness and the sorrow. <laughs> Here's the thing is... It's as if we always knew. Name that song, Ryan. I can't name it. Come on. What I did for love. We should have a musical podcast. Yeah. We had the, with the three musicals that I've seen. One of which I hate vehemently. Actually, two of them. Oklahoma and Rent. We should just have a Rent hate podcast <laughs> where you just rip on it. Rip on Rent. Um... What is the song? I just said it. What? What I did for love. Well, what? No, but what is it from? From a chorus line. Oh, I've seen that. I should know that. We did what we had to do, and I won't regret what I did for love. What I did for love. We got another compliment. Can't forget. On our singing. Won't regret. <laughs> yeah, you even watched that documentary on A Chorus yeah, Line. Not right. only have you seen... Have you ever seen A yeah, Chorus we Line saw... in theaters, No, though? no, no. It not... is amazing. Yeah, no, I would like to see it. I liked A Chorus Line, but and I liked that documentary. Michael, and you've seen the Michael Douglas movie. Yes, yeah. Which is also amazing in a different way. Yeah, no, I, um, I enjoyed both of those things. I liked... Um, you know, as a rhetoric person and uh, someone who studies humor, one thing I really liked from that documentary is they have their famous number, Tits and Ass. And they found that when that was in the 
program with that name that it didn't get any laughs because they blew the joke by yeah. putting the name in the program. I love that Too little early. tidbit. Yeah, because yeah, in the um, in the song itself, it has a real like lead up. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, and you don't. But if you see it in the program, it's like, yeah, I see where the joke is going. It's like all of my jokes, how you see where they're going right away, so they're not funny. Yeah. Yeah. Call- Left theater and called the doctor for my appointment to buy <laughs> tits and ass. Got Good. yourself a fancy pair. <laughs> well, dance ten looks three, and I'm still on unemployment. Dancing for my own enjoyment. That ain't it, kid. That ain't it, kid. Dance ten looks three is like to die. Left the theater and called the doctor for my appointment to buy tits and ass. Bought myself a fancy pair, tightened up the derriere, did the nose with it, all that goes with it, tits and ass. Good song. And uh, what, it's actually called what, Dance Nine Looks for something like that? What's it called? Dance, Dance Ten Looks Three. Yeah, there we go. Because that's what she would always get on her dance cards. Yeah. Yeah. For dance... 10 for looks three i actually got dance three looks three on my card (laughs) can we go negative (laughs) negative three dance negative (laughs) 10 so i was gonna say getting back to the truly situation sure what i think we should do is just say that truly is the sponsor and just go ahead and send them a bill Mm-hmm. Like not not really consult with them. Just say, hey, this podcast is brought to you by Truly. Hey, Truly, here's your bill for shouting I you out. I feel like we should try to fool them and just send an email that's like, hey, we talked to Jim. We're so excited <laughs> about the sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah, well, here's, here's our, our bank info for direct deposit. Yeah, here's our first episode featuring it. Yeah, or like, hey, we wanted to go ahead and re-up that sponsorship we've had. They must have so many sponsorships. They don't know what's going on. We're about to go Ashton Kutcher on Truly. <laughs> they don't know their head from their ass I'm over Ashton in Kutcher, Truly. You're Dax Shepard. I'll be Dax Shepard. You bet you're Ashton. Yeah, you're am. not Ashton. Oh, God, no. I'm barely Dax. <laughs> and it's not that hard to be Dax, no. I don't think. Okay, so you want to get into this mess? What I was going to say a while ago was that this is, I think, one of the least sexy fantasy suite episodes in a long time. I agree. And I also think that they're, again, they're doing Matt dirty. Like, that spa date was basically a joke. I right. feel like, like, oh, we're going to give you a spa date, but just make you put your feet in oatmeal and right. butter on each other. <laughs> And then, like, making them go camping, yeah. which that could have been a sexy date. But uh, right. I guess the ceramics. I mean, ghosts. Sure. The, well, the ceramics. Again, Rachel gets the best date. The camping could have been sexy, except they're not outdoors people. Like, that's the whole thing is that sh- it should be some, like, they should do the, like, awkward dates early. And then they should do actual romantic well, dates when it comes to the fantasy suites. I don't know if I agree. Well, I do agree with that partially, but, um, but, um, remember that, um, now I can't remember any of their names. Tasha and Zach had to do that awkward dancing date at the end of their season. Okay. Okay. I, I don't that, remember. Yeah, yeah, you do. Cause you don't remember that. I think it was Zach. Yeah, it was Zach. Oh, they right. Did, like, ballroom yeah. Ballroom dancing, and she was like, right. The in thing her that head. just happened, like in November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. 
not even November. Like right, yeah, I guess January. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, I don't even. I guess my real beef was with that Amish spa date. I've got a lot. That's the the reason I like that though is that's going to be the Sorry, only thing. Pennsylvania Dutch. <laughs> I know there's a difference. The only thing that we can get jokes out of this episode. I feel like that is fertile joke material. Please, I'm um, going to roast Matt's dad. <laughs> but first, actually, I forgot we've got some business to take care of. Yeah, we've got two town shout out requests. Whoa! So we've got Susan who has been living in Bassano del Grappa, Italy. Whoa, hey. Yeah, hey. That's a spicy town. (laughs) And then we've got... Sano di America. (laughs) We've got Sarah, who lives in Matamedi, Minnesota. And she specifically said that she was excited to hear how I pronounced that. So Minnesota? I'm guessing I did not. Yeah. I how I pronounce I Minnesota. It's pronounced Minnesota. It's pronounced Minnesota. I believe it's pronounced Kufrin. <laughs> Becca um, Kufrin. And uh, so, yeah, she lives there. It? It's M A H T O M E D I. M A H. Uh huh. Ma. Mm hmm. Ten, what is it? T O M. Ma newer. All right. There's a ma at the beginning, <laughs> so that's newer. good. Most <laughs> well, is not that bad. You know, I don't even mind the word manure. You know, it's, it's newer, which is good, and a ma in front of it. Ma newer. Say it again. I'm going to type it ma- out. Hang okay. Because I think you're pronouncing it incorrectly. Oh, I'm sure I, I am. Guess. I have no doubt. Sarah okay. seemed 100% sure that I would say Tell it. Tell me wrong. how to spell it M A H. M A H. T O. T-O-M-E-D-I. Matamedi, Minnesota. Yeah, Matamedi. 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 Yeah. You going up to Matamedi? One of the lakes is up there. One of our 10,000 lakes. That's not a That's not Minnesota, a Minnesota accent. accent. Oh, you going up to Matamedi? That's not <laughs> it not either. either. <laughs> That's a Norwegian. It's a Swedish <laughs> chef accent. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mm. She also included this tidbit oh, in her email. I love a tidbit. With no further context than this. Sure. She said that she loves Chumbawamba because the Chumbawamba I Get Knocked Down song is the best song ever. It led my college broomball team to victory back in 2002. Sure. <laughs> I mean... If you're going to be led to a broomball victory, <laughs> you know it's going to be to the sweet tunes of Chumbawamba. <laughs> Tub thumping got in there. I love the idea that they're this like scrappy down and they're like broomball team. Is there any have other the... type of broomball Well, I was going to say they don't have the fancy name brand brooms that the <laughs> other teams do. They have the, you know, homemade uniforms that are coming from Ma to Medi to, you know, play against those people in the Twin Cities with all their fancy money and time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, they uh, use this song to uh, pull off this Cinderella story. All right. Okay. Reviews. Uh, Reviews, yeah. We got a mix, guys. We got a mixed bag. (laughs) mixed bag. So uh, PNC. What you might call a mixed bag. (laughs) PNC is good, who I believe has reviewed us before, said best batch podcast. Listen to it every week. Live shows win. Uh, probably live shows never because we edit a lot of awkward things yeah, out terrible. of this show. Yeah, we are terrible. Yeah, no, you do not want to see the unedited version of this where I'm making even worse jokes and uh, a bunch of awkward pauses and silences. So, yeah, you're probably it might ruin any illusion you have that I'm entertaining or funny. Or it could be amazing. It could be, maybe so. 
All right. We got Rebecca Gritchen. Now, she came to this as a five-star review. She came to us. Uh, it says, love the podcast filled with truth. She said she came to write this lovely podcast a five-star review, but then she just goes off on that other reviewer from a couple weeks ago. Hey, take it, girl. Yeah. And uh, everything she says is right, and she really takes that guy down a peg, which I appreciate, but where's the praise for us? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that guy was wrong and totally being racist in his review. But stroke but our ego. Yeah, a little more about why we're so lovely, please, Rebecca. Um, speaking of racists, uh, turns out... Speaking uh, of racists and sexist. Right, it's the person you least expect, it's us. It's looking in the mirror. <laughs> looking at the man and woman in the mirror. So I'm going to read this. I always like to read the negative reviews in full. Um, so we this uh, one is quite short it is quite short uh problematic is the title matt lump is the author the problematic overtones of sexism and racism in this show is awful it's blatant and grating i like it that we get one negative review that criticizes us for being too anti-racist and then another right Mm mm-hmm the three-star review, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that person's yes. problem, right? Yep. Was that we were trying too hard not to be racist. Right. Yeah. And now this guy says that we're too racist. We're too racist. Come on, Come on America. Make up your minds. <laughs> well, I um, I felt like this was like a bad student eval that just says like, I hated your class. <laughs> like, more detail, please. Yeah, like, you- I could use some more information here. Um, I will Are certainly- we sexist? Uh, probably. I mean, we're probably sexist and racist, but I would like more information about the particular behaviors that we can cut out. I know we probably should just be able to figure that out for ourselves. I don't want to know that because it's probably just me. (laughs) This is Miki again. As long as it's addressed to just both of us, I can (laughs) pretend that we're both problematic. And of course we are. Well, and I was voted most problematic in high school, so I've been problematic for a while. Um, yeah, so, well, I couldn't tell at first if this was a review that was like, you're the real racist for bringing up race, or if it was like, yeah, you guys have a bunch of white privilege and you don't see it. I'm guessing it's the latter because those other people don't use problematic very much as a term. Yeah. like problematic is a... And for it to also say that we're sexist. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So racist and Hmm. sexist. Matt Lump, more, send us an email, more information, further critiques. Yeah. So uh, I don't want that. We can I know. think you can go away. He's holding he's holding us accountable. To just what? like to uh, what? just like Taylor Nolan asked everyone to do. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Uh let's uh get to the episode which begins ominously with an owl hooting. I do really like all the nature in this season. I would sure. you That's the Nema colon. Well, I was going to say would you take another season? It wouldn't have to stay at the Nema colon, but would you take another season that started there instead of Bachelor Mansion or do you want to go back to Bachelor Mansion? No, sure Mansion? if it just started there, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. Uh I do feel like the Nema colon looks weird AF. Like uh there was one scene in this episode. I think it's when he's uh does he shout out Brie? Who's name? The girl, the woman yeah. who walks away. Yeah, she walks like, away. It is Brie. Is that yeah. Brie? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or is it Michelle? I'm pretty sure it was Brie. Because I was surprised that they. he was like, man, we just had the best time. Um, and I was like, oh, but I think she gets cut. I think that so, was Okay, Michelle, we'll get there. Okay, so he shouts out, out at yeah, a woman. Michelle. Okay, oh, he's I'm like, sorry. Michelle. Okay. Uh, but it looks like he's in like. 
the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> like there's the like shingles are all like smoke colored. He's like swings He's down like, from a uh, belfry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were like gargoyles. And then I feel like the decor has gotten weirder and weirder. Like whatever this room is that the three women are apparently just like forced to hang out right. in and all discuss together. the fact that they're all fucking the same dude. Yes. They're like sunflowers everywhere and like a weird like off to the side there's a bunch of artificial trees it's just it was very strange do you think the nema colon is haunted uh by the ghost of chris harrison <laughs> by the ghost of chris harrison's career yeah. <laughs> that career died four weeks ago <laughs> um yeah okay so uh yeah, let's get into it. The women um, are all excited for the fantasy mm-hmm. suite. Yeah, Michelle said, when he says it's time to get closer, I hope that's the mindset he's in because that's the mindset I'm in. I have to say, like, Michelle kind of came with the uh, sexiness a little more. You know, like we talked about yeah, how... She did, but I felt like it was uncomfortable. It's like if your mom tries to be sexy. <laughs> well, you're it's... like, nope, just cool it. Well, it's like if you're, what is she, a second or third grade teacher? It's like if yeah. your third grade teacher tries to be sexy. And I know Reality Steve posted this real sexist, annoying thing where he's like, her students are watching this. And I'm not, you know, I'm not in that mindset. It's just more like, we talked about this already. Um I just I thought that she I was expect I had a very low bar for how sexy their date was going to be and I feel like smearing butter on each other it was, was kind of sexy. Mm. No, you don't want that. You don't want to do an Amish no, a Pennsylvania that Dutch spa whole date. Whole date just seemed like a really great way to get a yeast infection. <laughs> like, well, I mean they're basically in yeast. A bunch of dairy products <laughs> right. into this spa treatment. Sure. Like let's why don't dunk you our bodies in milk in a milk bath. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And I know that that is a thing and that you can use it for eczema. Um, so I, I, I just, uh, I don't like it. Hard pass. I don't care to take a milk bath. Well, I had a question for you. So let's go ahead. I, mean, I know you don't because you're very anti-milk. <laughs> I don't mind a milk bath. My question was, are these real things? Like this felt like. These Pennsylvania Dutch, they're crazy. Look at these goofy things they I don't do. Like, think is the this Pennsylvania Dutch do spa days? Well, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like, is this? Can I go to a spa where these treatments are? You actually know what it offered? made me think of? What uh, that office episode where they go to Moses? Yes. Uh, in. Yeah, where they go to the beet farm B and B. Yes, absolutely. This would have happened at Dwight Schrute's yes. beet beet and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Um, no, I just thought the whole thing was in that like sound of them putting no, their feet I in the like oatmeal. That. I don't yeah. care for that. Don't do that again. Well, <laughs> never make that noise again. <laughs> yeah, this is an aural medium, don't. and that is need very to hear your upsetting. Victoria impression again, and I never need you to make that noise again. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, do I? We totally skipped over Matt and his dad. Well, yeah, we skipped over a lot. Yeah. So the girls are hanging out and chatting about the fantasy suites. Chris mm-hmm. Harrison strolls in mm-hmm. looking smug AF. Yeah. Looking, I'm going to host this yeah, show till I die. Like a smug <laughs> motherfucker who has no idea what's coming. <laughs> Nothing can derail this situation. <laughs> I'm white and privileged. Um, he says, well, the fact that we started with 38, well, we got to 38, and here we are. Yeah, 
38 women yeah. at one point. Like, Absurd. go no. fuck yourself. No wonder we don't know producers. any of these people. Yeah. No, like I, yeah, that really, um, I feel like it drove home the fact that this season has just been a little bit out of whack. Yes. Yeah. A little much. Well, and nobody needs 38 women. No, I didn't even realize it was that I would have guessed 30. Maybe I had no idea it was that many. Um, but that does make sense. Cause there's probably people that I don't even remember were on this already. Um, well, and I Here's love a challenge. Okay. You want a challenge? Yeah. Let's see how many we can name. Okay. Count All right. Them. All right. Hang so, on, hang. okay. All right. I'm counting. Okay. I got my hands Let's up. Let's start with the easy Michelle, Michelle, Brie, Rachel, Rachel, MJ, MJ, Victoria, Abigail, Abigail, um, Anna, uh, Katie. <laughs> Stop. You're going too fast. Ryan. I want to name some, right? Uh, uh, um, who, okay. Molly, Maggie, Maggie. Maggie yep. That's 10. Mari. Mari, Kit. Kit Piper. Piper, good. Kayla. Kit, stop letting me name some. I'm letting you name some. We're up to 14. <laughs> um, no, you're not. I'm not naming it. Na- then name somebody. Give me a name. <laughs> Give me a name. Um, uh, The girl that was an escort. <laughs> well, Brittany. Brittany. Okay. 15. Ryan. You already said Ryan. Oh, damn it. This is the problem <laughs> that's going to happen. It's like the 50 states challenge. I know. Also, she was, just to be clear, she was not an escort. Um, we want to be clear with that. Gosh, that's 15. There's 38. Yeah. And I feel like I'm already out oh, of. Oh, um, what's her face? Jacinia? Jacinia, right. Serena. Two Serena Serena's. C, Serena yeah, C. That's Good. what it was. It was eight different Serenas on there. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah. I feel oh, like I'm well, just going to. Heather. Heather. We're oh, we're Heather. counting Heather. Sure. Like that's 19. Right. Uh, Chelsea. 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 Um, that's 20. Okay. That's pretty good, I feel like, to be able to name 20 of them. Out of 38? There's 38. 18 yeah. girls that we can't That remember. we can't name. Yeah. God. Now I'm just trying to think of girls' names and thinking. Right. Was, just like, was like, there somebody yeah. named that? Was there yeah. a Mary? Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> Susie. <laughs> Justine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try to get one more. Okay, can we think of one let's more? And right now, our more. listeners are screaming <laughs> names to their device that they're listening this on because they're like, you're forgetting X, Y, and Z. You try it, listener. You try. <laughs> <laughs> this is way more fun than the 50 stage challenge, although I feel like I'm about hitting the same yeah. accuracy. <laughs> 38 <laughs> dirty hate women of The Bachelor. Oh, uh, gosh. Um, okay, uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, oh, the um, the queen, the beauty queen. What was her name? The oh, who, who Victoria yeah. took Ms. her crown. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Do you remember her name? Nope. Catalina. Okay. Catalina. Yes. All right. We got one more. That's twenty-one, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, I think I'm. I might I think be I'm spent. tapped out. I'm spent. Yeah, I'm like done. mad on night three of the fantasy suites. I am spent. I feel like. Oh, did we say Katie? Yeah, we said oh, Katie. Damn it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's I think pretty that's what good. It, who fainted? Who was the woman who fainted? Oh, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Boom. Done. 22. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Hey, I want to bring up something else that I totally forgot about. Okay, sure. Yeah. Hey. Um, while we're here. At the, so time stamp 21 and a half minutes in case we need this for legal reasons. So uh, James Taylor. We need to bring this up. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. So James Taylor posted that he was going to the rally in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, 
posted a photo of himself in the airport saying, see you in Washington, D.C. But his lawyer really wants you to know that he wasn't there. So in the past... His lawyer, Erica Rose. Erica Rose Rose Esquire. (laughs) Um, So in the past, we may have implied that he went uh, to this rally. To clear the air, he did not. He lied and said he was going, and then he went on a ski trip with his friends, which is worse... Definitely worse. Yes. Definitely but uh, worse. yeah, to clear the air, if you're listening to this Erica Rose Ryan, Esquire who started it has following us. Gone down a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of a conspiracy theory hole because we are now being followed by We're Erica being monitored Rose. by Erica Rose. Although look, she follow she has thirty nine thousand followers and she follows one thousand ninety three oh, accounts. And, and we're we one of one. them because she's tracking us. She's listening to her every movement. Um, yeah, so we just want to be 100% clear. James Taylor did not go to the uh, stupid rally in D.C. Instead, he uh, went on a stupid ski trip. He but said he, he was said going to. he was going to go and s- sent a bunch of other people there instead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the episode at hand. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Michelle gets the first date. Mm-hmm. Which we've discussed in previous seasons, they give the guy a little bit of downtime in between. A lot of times if they're like traveling internationally, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes they'll even like go to a completely different sure. location. Yeah, one person you're going to boink in a lighthouse. The yeah, other one you might else. boink in a boat. Yeah. <laughs> On a train. At sea. <laughs> in a plane. In a train that's going through a tunnel. <laughs> In a rocket ship blasting yeah. off. And then Pilot Pete comes and walks up and says, do you like my hat? I do not like your hat. They're going to a bachelor party. <laughs> hey, Dr. Seuss has been canceled, didn't you know? Dr. Seuss didn't write Go Dog Go. <laughs> oh, who did write Go Dog Go? Like P.T. PT something. But it's very clearly like mimicking. Oh, it's a Seuss ripoff. Yeah, that's a ripoff sure, for sure. Yeah. No, but he did not write it. Okay. All right. Go Dog Go by P.D. Eastman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. P.D. Eastman, who has not yet been canceled. And by the way, I like Go Dog Go better than Dr. Seuss. Go Dog Go is very good. Yeah. yeah. Because you know what? None of those hats that the dogs are wearing are good until that final hat. I want to go to a dog party on the top of a big tree. Yeah. What will they do there? Will they play there? Will they Where work are there? Where the dogs going? <laughs> go, dogs, go. Stop, dogs, stop. P.D. Eastman can write a dog book. I'll tell you what. Um. Anyway, now, and they've done this the past couple of mm-hmm. seasons, it is back to back to back yeah. bonin. Yeah, and man. I I mean, I feel bad for whoever gets that third day. Yeah, date, God. For sure. And I feel bad for Matt. Yeah, is he duck is he like dunking his genitals like, in a bucket of ice in between? Three days yeah. in a row? Ooh, no, thank what you. In the world? <laughs> God, can you imagine nope. the horror? Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. Doesn't he take two, three weeks off between each of those sessions? <laughs> Just Netflix and chill, but actually just Netflix and chill. Where's the fantasy suite date where one of the girls pretends to be on her period so they can just watch uh, Seinfeld instead? That's uh, to find out what married life is going to be like. They need to have these serious conversations, Mm -hmm. as Chris Harrison encourages them to do. Say whatever you want to say. 
He says, talk about where you would live. What do you believe? Kids. Right. Do that thing that Ivan did with Tasha that destroyed his chances. Yeah. Do the thing that got Ivan cut. <laughs> right. <laughs> tell, her that, tell him that you're a heathen. <laughs> All right. Michelle gets the first date card. It says, it's time to get even closer. Love, Matt. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't say love. Matt. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, she says she's happy that she gets to go first. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're getting uh, fresh sheets. <laughs> um, Matt is conflicted because he says in past relationships, he has really felt the weight of his upbringing, mm-hmm. not having a father figure. Um, his dad was kind of in and out of his life, and he has come to believe that for him to be able to move on with in a serious relationship, he really has to address this problem head on. This is definitely a decision that he made on his own right. and that was not foisted upon him by, right, the by the producers in any way, shape or form. So Matt, yeah. completely of his own volition, <laughs> right. has invited his his absentee father yes. To come and film this public TV spot. Right, which, and I get the sense that maybe they hadn't seen each other in a while. <laughs> Quite a while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we got a particular timeline or anything, but yeah, this appears to be the first time that they've seen each other. And it's also unclear. I mean, this is also unclear. Like, did he just walk in with the cameras like, hey, we need to have a tough convo? Or was it like... Let's get some lunch and catch it. You know, like I don't. I, it seems like they just walked seems in like and like pretty much cold turkey. In. Here's the conversation. Well, because yeah. at one point the dad says, "Like I'm here to celebrate with you," and he oh. says, "This isn't a celebration. If we were going to celebrate, we'd go to Chuck E. Cheese," <laughs> which is so sad. It is so like, sad. Yeah. Oof. Oh, because later he says that he doesn't want pizza from his dad. He wants a I want relationship. My dad. That felt I've I. Hate to criticize anything in this moment uh, because I did feel like, A, it seemed very difficult and very genuine. Mm -hmm. And B, I do feel really bad for both of them because I would guess that this was probably not either of their ideal way to address you know, years of family sure, yeah. conflict. On TV in five minutes for millions of Americans. I yeah. did think that when Matt said that specific line about like, I didn't I didn't need shoes. I didn't need pizza. I needed a dad man. That felt very A little like after school special. A bit, yeah. A little bit like yep. a producer had been mm-hmm. like, say this. Yeah. Would you feel that maybe you didn't need pizza, but you needed a dad? <laughs> Can you say the man? Because that just really drives it home. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, the dad shows up and it's tough. Like, yeah. I feel like they obviously have a really complicated, pretty bad relationship. Sure, right. Uh, and the dad's got his own stuff that he's dealing with. He talks about his own father was killed when he was five. Um, he says he's going to take some of the blame for not being a father figure. I mean, mean, he came home one day and the mom had just picked up and left. And then Matt's like, yeah, because you cheated on her. (laughs) And he said, he's like, I was dealing with my own stuff with your mom. (laughs) She's a real bitch. (laughs) (laughs) He did. He says, well, nobody's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, this, um, I agree. Like it's, 
It see so it seems like this was a meaningful thing for Matt to do for him based on the way he talks about it later. But it also feels like there's a lot of producer manipulation. Yeah, and going did on you see? Here. I mean, Rachel Lindsay said that she can say, "Uh, well, I'm gonna have to look up." Okay, okay, let's look it up here. Hold on. All right, you got it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, now? Now. Yeah. Yeah, she said, um, I know for a fact, please listen to me when I say this, I know for a fact that Matt was uncomfortable with this conversation and the fact that it was going to be aired. Okay. That that is helpful to me because it's just it's always unclear with these things like the way they present it is like Matt really wanted us to clear the air and we did him a favor right. by bringing his dad in. Well, yeah. I, I do feel like it's um, it's difficult because they. <laughs> I'm sure that there is a lot of truth to the fact that that does probably affect his ability to have serious relationships. Sure, yeah. And so then I do think the question becomes: Okay, well, if he's going on this show, this reality show, where the end goal is an engagement, mm-hmm. I mean. You you should deal with that, and mm-hmm. I, I you know I do understand that it's the nature of the show to not allow him to deal with that in private mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so I guess maybe that was just a conversation that should have happened <laughs> before he even started filming. If mm-hmm. you wanted to keep it private, I just think there's no way that the show isn't going to force him to right to, to, do to that. air this. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree, and I also you know it's. It is an interesting moment. I saw some people compare it to Dean and Parum Yeah, that's true. Um, the difference I thought, though, is we, I felt like Dean talking to his dad, Dean was like, I don't want your mung beans, dad. Whereas Matt was more like, I'm moving past. You know, like he seemed more right. in control of the conversation like or something. I feel like Matt's dad was the Dean in that situation <laughs> where he's just like reacting with anger and clearly isn't over the stuff that happened enough to like address it in a mature way with cameras rolling in five minutes. I mean, there's just, there's no way that this honestly for the amount of time they have and the tension that they have, this seemed like it was a reasonably productive conversation Yeah, compared to what, what could have happened. Um, But again, yeah, I just, it, the fact that Matt didn't want it aired is upsetting. There were just some shitty moments too, like, where you know the dad i feel like pointed fingers at matt to some degree Mm -hmm. like at one point he tells him that the reason why they hadn't had these conversations was because matt never asked him to um and you know again he kind of tried then he tries to shift the blame to the mom and matt's like don't do that right well i mean matt just never had the bachelor producers call his dad before to set up this conversation which is what he should have done yeah Um, yeah, no, it was, it was an awkward thing and it's, I'm torn because, you know, it is a real moment between Matt and his dad. I just don't know if we deserve to see this. (laughs) Like, and it seems like it's resolution that he needed and he mentions it later, but it probably would have been better for Matt and the dad for this to just be the two of them. Right. All right. Uh, so they kind of come to a, you know, decent, like 
I don't know, detente. Sure, right. There's um, a hug at the end. And then, um, yeah, they say that they forgive each other. Matt says there's still a bunch of life for both of us to mm-hmm. live. And I forgive you. And and then he also acknowledges that he's not the man that his dad is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to Matt. Mm-hmm. So then we move on to the dates. Um, so again, Michelle gets the first uh, fantasy suite date. They do a traditional Pennsylvania Dutch spa day. <laughs> We've already covered some of the noises involved in that situation, so I won't cover them again. Uh, I want to talk about the room that this okay. spa date is yes. taking place yeah. in because there is a bunch of fur. There's just like animal skin yeah. everywhere. Yeah, a bear in the corner. Matt even comments about how weird the room is. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, this is weird. There's a bear in the corner, a container that looks like oatmeal, a big tub of milk. Matt tells us. And then um, like 50 sticks of butter. <laughs> that they rub all over each other. And as uh, she playfully, this was one a moment that I liked where she p- kind of playfully puts the oatmeal on his face. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's cute. And also like they were, I feel like they're, <laughs> they're cute together. Like, they are. They seem really comfortable together. Uh-huh. I mean, I like Michelle. Yeah. I mean, if you asked me right now, I would say that I would guess that she would win it. They have some chemistry when he smacks her ass with a big thing of sage. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah. agree. I mean, I think I like Michelle. Um, I think if the only reason why, even if we didn't know what we think we know, uh-huh. what we think we know, you do, know. Do we know what we think we know? <laughs> they don't know. We know. They know. <laughs> um, I think that they're a little too much in the friend zone. Yeah. I feel like... Um, there's an exoticism to the relationship that he has with Rachel that I just don't see with Michelle. It almost feels a little too comfortable already. And mm-hmm. I feel like in Bachelor world, that tends to be the kiss of death. Sure. In a regular real life relationship, clearly Michelle would be the strongest choice. Right, right. Well, and... Um- that's I agree about the comfort level. That's why I thought like some of the playfulness and uh, like the sensuality of the date was a little more than I was expecting because I thought they were kind of totally in the friend zone. And it seemed like maybe this fantasy suite date took them a well, little bit out of it. I don't think that he would have kept her around this long if they were totally in the friend zone. No, I know. But I do. I know what you're saying. Like, I think that that is probably ultimately what's going to be her downfall. There's not like a raw sexuality to their relationship. That's like right. Like we saw with, say, Hannah and Tyler. Well, what I'm saying is like. We'll get to this later. Is there a raw sexuality between Rachel and Matt? No, there's not yeah. a raw sexuality. <laughs> the raw sexuality comes in when Tyler C. Exactly, comes. yeah. That's, he actually wished he, Tyler C. was there at the uh, Pennsylvania Dutch spa date. <laughs> um, they rub butter all over each other's bodies. Uh, Michelle and Matt, not Tyler and Matt. Um, and uh, it's a real Seinfeld moment with Kramer. Yeah, you turkey, know. chicken, roast chicken. <laughs> Um, Michelle talks about how it's important not just to think about falling in love, but staying in love. How are you going to intentionally do small things to show the other person that you're thinking about them? Guess what, Michelle? I'm not. (laughs) Talk to us again in 12 years, Michelle. Michelle. (laughs) You know what Ryan does to intentionally let me know that he's thinking about me? 
He leaves his shit everywhere. Yeah, that's how I know. Like, ooh, Anna will really see this and she'll <laughs> think of me. When I take this pin top off without putting it back on, she's going to be so enchanted. Right. She's going to say, oh, that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I leave my socks and shoes right by the door, she'll think, that's my husband, uh, always hurrying in. A clean pile of laundry? Take this wet towel. It's <laughs> my calling card. I'll put it all over your laundry. Um, so they're sitting in the tub of milk, cuddling with one another, which Ugh. is this warm milk? I don't know. I, pr- I mean, either way is gross. It's I mean, Jesus gross. Christ. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, but she says, I really think Matt is my person. We can be sitting in a milk bath covered with butter and it feels comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it That's feels what got like me about home. that, about the butter is like, that would I feel like when we cook with butter and I have to like use it to butter a pan or something, like it takes a little bit to get that out of your skin. It does. Yeah. That's going to be all over. You're going to be kind of slick for a couple of days, (laughs) which I guess there are worse things going into the fantasy suites. Right. Then being a little slick. Yeah. 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 Oh, there was butter later. There was more buttering in the fantasy suite. They get their night date. Mm -hmm. Matt comes in wearing a blue blazer with leather lapels. Yeah. And a black turtleneck underneath. Okay. Now, this is interesting. Maybe this is. Baby face. (laughs) I was going to. Maybe this is um, one of those like. Coming in to produce David Silver's (laughs) new single. (laughs) I was going to say this is kind of like that uh, dress thing on Slate. Whereas, like, is it blue and gold or is it silver? Because <laughs> I saw this as a purple suit. You saw it as blue? It was definitely blue. Like a royal blue. Okay. I saw it as more of a regal purple. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, it was blue. All right. We'll uh, go back to the tape and maybe people's vision Whoa. is just different. I know. Listeners. I'm pretty sure you're colorblind. Yeah, probably. I mean, you've seen me dress myself and our children. So I think you know that I'm colorblind. But... uh yeah, also, you mentioned the turtleneck underneath, his signature turtleneck. Uh, that's not your signature turtleneck. That is Brendan. <laughs> yeah, really stole Brendan's look. Who Brendan wore it better? Brendan was just a contestant. It doesn't mean that you can come in and just have that be your signature Cop look. his look. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He talks about the root of his insecurities, um, being with his dad. He talks about their... Um, their meetup, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. Michelle says, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. She says, um, what is she? I have the thing in here. Oh, this process showed me there's something in my, when there's something on my heart and in my mind, I need to say it. It feels right to say it. I'm going to say it. I love you, Matt. There you go. Yeah. The um, fantasy suite card is underneath Matt's plate. So he has to awkwardly lift his and plate then, of food up um, and like with, <laughs> tilt it. With Brie, it's under the charcuterie board. <laughs> Why are they putting these fantasy suite cards in such awkward places? That's very loud. Oh, okay. Am I being? Am I too loud in your ear? A little bit. Okay, sorry. Too loud in the listener's ear. I'm sorry. Just a, it's just a little. It's a little over the top. You know, that's I'm doing this to so you can think of me. Yeah. Just a little thing to let you know that I'm thinking of you. I'm yelling just, in your ear. Just take it down a notch. Take it down one I click. know you're really excited about the fact that this envelope was under his plate. It's exciting. It's an exciting detail. I haven't seen you this excited since... Uh, what was the thing that got you so excited in Claire's season? What? Cretaceous. Um, Did Tony Shalhoub what pop was up? It? No, it was something with like the date card. Oh, right, that it was two cards. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what it blew was. my mind. And that yeah. was with this season. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have in my notes. <laughs> yeah. I have in my notes, choose Michelle, stupid. Um, because it does seem like she is his best. See, I best disagree. Choice. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for the dark horse. Okay. Who got did get eliminated yeah. because she was the dark horse. Mm-hmm. I thought it was clear that Brie was the third choice. Yeah. Um, I think that Brie is like the perfect combination of Michelle and Rachel. Okay. Like I feel like she has a little bit of like mystery mm-hmm. that to me Michelle is just too much like she's putting it all out on the table she's genuine mm-hmm. she's a fucking teacher they're yeah, the you, worst you might even say that she's being vulnerable which we know Matt hates <laughs> uh, I don't think she's being that vulnerable is she not how is she not being vulnerable just because I don't think that she has anything to be vulnerable about like I feel like Michelle was like an all-star basketball player and her family is so great and her parents love each other and they're stay they stay in love cuz they intentionally show each other that they care. Lame. Bullshit. <laughs> but no, I feel like um I think that Brie like comes from a broken family and or like has has her own past that she struggles with. I just, I think that Brie, I understand why he cut her. I think that might have been a mistake and she might have actually been the best choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, and I like. I also, sorry, I cut you. Go ahead. No, I'm being too loud. I think, (laughs) I think they have more of a like dating dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I think that Rachel and Matt also have that. And that Michelle and Matt have this like comfort thing, but that he also kind of has that with Brie. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sure, like, yeah. I think that Brie is kind of like the middle of uh-huh. the Venn diagram where you have like Michelle on one end and Rachel on the other. I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll get to um, we'll get to Rachel, but um, okay. So you have anything else to say? I about also Matt? just like Brie. Sure. So. Yeah. No, I think um, she is. Maybe to me that of the most not likable is the wrong word because Michelle is very likable, but um, yeah, I, I liked Brie as well. Um, All right, now I don't have anything to add with yeah. Michelle. I mean, um, I'll only add that at the very beginning we glossed over this, but Matt said that in past relationships he's had trouble going deeper. Hopefully that wasn't an issue in the fantasy suite. We've been there. Hey oh, your um, mom's gonna stop listening now. <laughs> <laughs> she finally started listening again, and then I made that joke. He says that Michelle set the bar at a place it's going to be tough to beat. Oh, okay. So that's what I was thinking of. So that's when he yells at the balcony. Yes. Michelle! Yes. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Stella! Um, yeah. So Michelle comes back and talks with Brie and Rachel, who are both struggling. Yes. Um, Brie says that there's more pressure on this date than ever. Mm-hmm. She has no idea how she's going to keep her shit together, she says. Yes. Yeah. Um, Matt takes Brie hiking through the woods. Uh, at one point, he asks her how much time she's spent in nature or what the most time she's spent in nature is. And she's like, these past three weeks. 
<laughs> this is it. Um, he tells her, you look like Dora the Explorer. Oh, I thought that was cute. Yeah. yeah. They uh, are supposedly just hiking, but he also has sleeping bags. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he tells her that they're pitching a tent. Oh, I you bet You can they imagine are. the humor that ensues. <laughs> the hilarious puns. Yeah, which they uh, dig into later. He also gave her advice that I'm not sure is totally accurate that you need to stab at the ground with your walking stick before every step. I feel like step. that's Matt's MO. Like he's constantly acting like he knows what he's doing and it's really clear that he doesn't. <laughs> he's like, you got to pound the ground with your stick because there's snakes out here. Um, yeah, the lovely Pennsylvania woods. It is lovely out there. That's our uh, old stomping grounds. I thought it looked like the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they. Uh, this should have just been a found footage date. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. She falls for a gag, if you will, because Matt tells her that they are spending their fantasy mm-hmm. suite night in this tent. What a gag. What yeah. a, a gag. And she asks him, do you know how to pitch a tent? And he said, yeah, I've pitched many a tent. Oh, boy. Yeah, and at this point, I had also fallen for the gag, and I have in my notes, so they have to <laughs> fuck in this tent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think that they both were like, like, he played it pretty serious. Yeah. Um, Let's see. She, they do not have to sleep yes. in the tent. They, in fact, are not camping. Um, they go to their night date, mm-hmm. and Michelle tells us that if Matt got down on one knee, she would one thousand. I'm sorry, Michelle Bree says mm-hmm. uh, she would one thousand percent say yes. A thousand percent. Yeah, she uh, still feels a hundred percent ready for an engagement. She's really mixing of, her percentages around. Yeah, a that's, lot of math to keep track that's of. That's a lot of logos, Brie. <laughs> Could we get some pathos in here? A little here? more ethos, perhaps. Do you say pathos or pathos? I always say pathos. Is it either though? I think it can be either. Yeah, be either? these are uh, the rhetorical Aristotle's rhetorical proofs. By the way, for those of you naturally. Who- of course, Natch. The three methods yeah. of appeal. <laughs> All right. Um, Bree talks a little bit about her dad. Mm-hmm. She says that she continues to impress herself at how much she's able to open up to Matt. Mm-hmm. Cue the fantasy date card. Yes. How much are you going to open up to <laughs> Matt, Bree? Are you impressed with how much you can open up? Um, yeah, so uh, they uh, she sits in his lap in the fantasy suite and they pop a champagne cork, which Whoa. is one of the tropes of The Bachelor, to a uh, little bit suggestive. What does that symbolize? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, then Bree says that I got to know really intimate parts about him. Ew. Yeah, they're still milk covered We're too. We're talking like the perineum, <laughs> just covered in butter, <laughs> day old butter. <laughs> oh yuck! <laughs> and your mom's switching off the episode. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. They bone. She says last night just reaffirms that I'm in love with you. Here's what I think is shitty. Uh huh. We have a bachelor that. Chose to open this season with a prayer because he's such a fucking Christian. Mm -hmm. Where's all the conversation about, oh, my God, how can Matt be having sex with these women when he's a Christian? Right. We had to deal with that ad nauseum from Hannah Brown. Yeah. Yeah. But nope. Like, 
Matt can be a Christian and bone whoever yeah. he wants. High five, That's buddy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus is shining down and smiling. <laughs> the Holy Spirit was there with them. It was a real Trinity situation. <laughs> God came into the shower the next day. Matt, I just want to tell you, you did a really good job. Matt, you did a good job speaking in tongues, if you get my drift. Like, fuck all of yeah. that. You know, I just, that really uh No, that that's a that's me. a great point. Because, I mean, Hannah had to answer to that on the show. Constantly. From fucking yeah. Luke P. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Constantly. So, yep. No, that's right. That's, a, from, that's a great point. not just point. from Luke P. From everybody on Twitter. Yeah. People tore her up on social yeah. media for that. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard boo, boo yeah. about Matt. You know, um, our friend Matt Lump might call that problematic. I'd call it problematic AF. <laughs> problematic and sexist. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, can I tell you who I think that Brie is a little bit of a voice twin with? Oh, and yeah, this sure. Is the only thing that I dislike about her. Okay. Courtney Kardashian. Oh, interesting. There's okay. a little bit of a voice twin thing going on. Courtney's the one who was in with Scott Disick? Correct. Okay. She's the one who called uh, Kim a slob. <laughs> who does she call a slob? A slob kebab. Yeah. I do like that phrase, I have to say. But she kind of talks. I can't do a Courtney. I can't. Do you Damn, wanna, I should wish we I pop could. a Courtney in here? Yeah, so pop people a can, in okay, here. can hear it. Judge for themselves. And there actually are real. real mermaids. I would people like think that there are. They've obviously oh. seen them. This is making me tear up. Is it really? No, it's the garlic. Why are your out? That is so embarrassing for your life and your soul. I cannot stand the crazy contour. Art is supposed to look pretty and not like a clown. Da da da. Yeah, I have always been the queen. I was the original queen, and I took my crown back. Yeah, people are should have no surprise at this point that we are not impressionists. <laughs> yeah, here's my Minnesota accent. I hey, like y'all! If I could watch a bunch of clips of Kourtney Kardashian, then maybe I could try. But okay, okay. Anyway, so a little bit of a voice twin, um, but yeah, I liked Brie too. I mean, I was sad to see her go, and instead, you know who else is fucking sad? Rachel. She was Brie so walks down. back in from her boning yeah. date, and Rachel whispers, "I don't want to see." it hurts how they feel in seeing them the morning after Janice it hurts (laughs) yeah so here's my problem Rachel is just a goddamn sad sack this whole episode take it easy well and I like I get it I mean this is a hard situation you gotta watch the man that you love well you watch the women come home watch the walk of shame later yeah Um, but uh yeah, she's she's just a downer the whole time. Like, and again, I I just don't see, I don't get the relationship between them. Setting aside the other stuff that we know about her, just in the context of this show, like I don't see why she's made it this far. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I mean I agree with you. Um, of course it, we are. It's hard to. It's hard to view the show as if it were in a vacuum. Right, like, I don't yeah. know how much my opinion of Rachel is being colored by what we know about sure, her. Sure, right. Um, I know for sure that by the end of Becca's season, like, I fucking hated Gary. Sure, you know? Yes. I yep. don't feel that way about Rachel 
just because I did, I do feel like her apologies have been very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but even beyond all of the shit that's gone on outside of the show, I agree with you that, um, I don't know. I just don't really, they're kind of a strange match. Right. Well, I'm like, what do we know about her? Yeah. And like, what's interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. about her? Like, we know you that know. Michelle is a teacher. We know that Brie quit her dream job yeah, to stay on God, the show. Yeah, God, I'm sorry, Brie. I hope. Ooh, uh, that's the yeah, worst. you deserve better. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Like, what does Rachel do? Do we know? She's a graphic designer. Oh. Yeah, she lives in Cummings, Georgia. By the way, yeah, which fits for the fantasy suite. I'm just saying. Yeah, what? Oh, oh, I kid. That's that's off color. (laughs) It's too much. (laughs) That's gross. This is a classy podcast. Let's keep it classy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. No, I agree with you. I I don't feel like I really. I certainly don't have any attachment to her as a contestant. Right. Right. I just don't. She just doesn't seem to have a lot of personality. And again, I mean, I'm sure, and perhaps rightly so, stuff is being colored by other stuff that happened, but I just can't imagine being like, I love Rachel. I see them together. Like, if we didn't have any other yeah. information, yeah. you know? All right. So she's been real in her head. Mm-hmm. And real they, in her head. Yeah. Um, are, she's getting ready. She tells the girls that she's going to go get ready for her date. But then instead, she just walks off into a side room and starts oh. sobbing. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So uh, let's see what happens there. Yeah. Well, she tells the she tells the camera in one of her interviews that she's freaking out, and she at this point wants to say, "Do I need to walk away? Like, mm-hmm. if you're gonna hurt me, basically tell like just cut me now." Right. Yeah. Instead of keeping me around. And then they go and do a ceramics date. And this ceramics instructor is very well trained in this show because she immediately says, the first thing you're going to do is start with a really strong foundation. The great thing about ceramics is it's like building a relationship. You have an idea of how things will turn out, but things change. So you have to be flexible. Who doesn't love a metaphor? (laughs) A ceramics-based metaphor. Yeah, she was ready to go locked and loaded with that relationship Mm -hmm. metaphor. Fun fact about this day. Okay. Uh, You can't see it on screen for obvious reasons, but the ghost of Elise was sitting behind (laughs) Matt the whole time they filmed this. Oh, my So sensual. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she was. <laughs> when, <laughs> when she was working the pot, she, her hands of leather to the velvet in a touch. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, Elise. Oh, my. Elise, you old how bag. much. <laughs> your spirit lives on. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, that uh, reviewer should add ageist to our... Uh, <laughs> to- we are 100% ageist. Yes. And also, also I'm discriminatory against uggos. <laughs> That's sexist. 
No, that's well, not sexist. And talking about people's appearance in a negative way. Sexist. That's not sexist. Sexist. No. I'm the authority on what's sexist. Yeah. That's not what sexism is, Ryan. Talking about people's appearance. Isn't, doesn't that fall under the umbrella of sexism? No, because Why not? I, could be, I could talk about a man-ago uh, as okay. much as I would talk about okay. a lady-ago. <laughs> oh, your equal opportunity-ago. It's okay. not, it's, it has nothing to do with sex. It has okay. to do with physical attraction. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I see what you're saying. It's a totally different level of discrimination. Yeah. yeah okay, now I understand. Also, this is our annual reminder that Elise is younger than the both of us. 100% <laughs> and way more attractive, <laughs> as is every person on the show that I've ever called right. an uggo. Yes, as is every person that's ever been on television. Um, all right. So uh, they kind of interrupt the ceramics date to uh, so that she can have this conversation with Matt. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she's very concerned. She says, she I makes him sit down to give her some answers. Yeah. She says, I feel Call like... Call Oprah interviewing <laughs> the Harkles. Is that their uh, couple name? Well... The Harkles? Harry and Meghan Yeah, Markle. I know, but did you make that up? No. Oh, I thought you coined that right thing. now. Oh, okay. People call him the... Call him Mary. Yeah, I feel like Meghan goes first. I feel like she's the, uh, the real power in the couple in the end. Yeah, in the end. Yeah. Who would have guessed? Yeah, no, uh, she, she feels like a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, yeah, so uh, he sits her down and says, uh, or she sits him down, and she's saying, I feel like I need to get answers. I just don't want to sit around and wait for the heartbreak. Yep. Yeah. That seems like there's a song in there. <laughs> Not waiting on heartbreak. I don't want to wait for <laughs> our lives to be over. <laughs> He was 40. He's a wonderful. <laughs> they had two babies. Tears <laughs> 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 went by. And I no don't one knew it. her father. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it goes? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, boy. is that all right? Um, <laughs> I can't. Gotta get back on track. <laughs> I can't. Oh god, I don't think anybody knows what the fuck Paula Cole is saying in that one part of that song. It's a What is she saying there? I don't know. We should look up the lyrics. You want to look up the lyrics? Yeah. Or do you want What's, it to be a let's mystery? Both guess. Okay. Shh. It's so. It's so hard to be loved. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to be loved. Stop. Stop. People are listening to this <laughs> with headphones on. And with their headphones yeah. in a commute, and you're losing. Somebody's us, on the subway listeners. right now, having to rip Getting their headphones blasted off. Blasted out because yeah. you don't know the lyrics to "I Don't Want to Wait." Okay, well, what do you think? I it think is? it's it's. She, how does it go? She had two babies. One was six, and one was three. <laughs> That's not a baby, Paula Cole. It's, <laughs> it's a six-year-old. <laughs> I think it's it's so hard to it's so hard to 
get back from the war. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. It's so hard to get back from the war. Oh, my God. What? You have to stop that. <laughs> do you want me to do the right, oatmeal noise again? Up. Okay, let's find out it what up. it is. We got a compliment from a listener that we always know random lyrics. One so was this is... six months. One was three. <laughs> okay, so that <laughs> is a baby. I stand corrected, Paula Cole. Well, actually, Paula Cole, that's not a oh. baby. <laughs> oh, man. What? I did know this lyric, I think. Okay. Every time the every telephone ring, every heartbeat sting, and when she thought it was God calling her. <laughs> Wait, when she thought it was God calling her? Yeah, because... She- Who is she, Luke P? <laughs> <laughs> God's calling on the telephone? Go ahead and get in the shower. That's the only time I'm I I'm watching. <laughs> she has one of those shower phones. She thought it was God? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I'm in the wrong... I- okay, he showed up all wet on the rainy frozen... On the rainy front step. <laughs> Wearing shrapnel in his skin, and the war he saw lives inside him still. It's so hard to be gentle and warm. Oh. Okay, we got that really yeah. wrong. It's so, uh, it's so hard to be loved. I was kind of in the same same track. No. Yeah, because it's hard for him to be vulnerable because he's got shrapnel <laughs> in his skin. Every the time they embrace, by, he cuts and now her. now he has granddaughters. Oh, yeah. It's so hard to be gentle and warm. Okay. Now we there know. There you go. Okay. Lord. Yeah. That took right. a turn. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> that really went off track, but I did not care what we were talking about That before. person who gave us that blah, blah, blah review <laughs> is not going to like They're that. They're doubling down. Blah, blah. Okay, so... um. This So when they're having this conversation, Matt brings up again, seeing Rachel fall on her face and how he thought, what would life be like without Rachel? This is my how, Florence Nightingale how thing. How dangerous do you think that parachute situation really was? Honestly, kind of dangerous. Um, more dangerous than most things that happen. Yeah. Like that was more dangerous than the fainting or whatever happened to Evan or whatever happened at yeah. like whatever could have happened to Ed's shoulder in the boxing date. Like I actually feel like I mean she wasn't gonna die, but she could have gotten seriously hurt. Cause that was basically like a fall from a crash ten feet. Landing. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that Scared did actually look dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. Yeah. They they get through it and then mm-hmm. they make out with the clay. Yeah. <laughs> well he says I'm falling in love with you. Um, and then they kiss with pottery all over their faces. All over their bodies. Yes. <laughs> and then it's time for dinner at Mallard's Landing. <laughs> Classic Nima Colon haunt. <laughs> the old Mallard's Landing. Five-star Michelin dining. Um, yeah, so they... Um, you know what the Nima Colon reminds me a little bit of? What? When we went to go stay at the Hershey yeah. Hotel. Yeah, I agree with that. Except without any of the delicious chocolate. Yeah, the chocolate fountains raining down everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, we assume they bone, but we don't get a morning after oh, right. with Rachel. Yeah, do they not? Do we not see anything nope, morning after? No, straight to the rose ceremony. Okay. No, so Matt says with Rachel that he just wants to make sure his mind's clear. I think Matt is going clear. Scientology. Yeah, Scientology. All right, so rose ceremony. Let's go ahead and uh, and get this in. Yeah, uh, Brie gets cut. Yeah, so um, again, I mean, I liked Brie. You liked Brie. I would have thought, I mean, if, if I were in charge, it would have come down to Michelle and Brie. 
I, I knew that it was going to be Rachel. Yeah, sure. Even yeah, even without. There's always one that you're like, oh, that's a smart choice. Nope. I actually, I'm uh-huh. surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised if it had been Michelle either. Sure, right. Oh, she's great. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Stable career woman who's gentle and not. You know what? It's so hard to be gentle and warm. <laughs> okay. All right, are we done? We're done. So open up your morning light and say a little prayer for I. You know that if we are to stay alive and see the peace in every eye.
right You know that if we are to stay alive And see the light in every This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.